hello there, Internet. This is Lee talking from titsoftheiceberg.com, obviously. Uh, what we're going to have here is a little introduction to uh, to a lost episode of This is the Internet. Now, uh, when me and Trevin originally did Cryptozoology, which I believe was episode four, um, we, we recorded two episodes that day, one earlier on and then one later in the evening, where I wanted to talk about uh, the phenomenon of Mel's Hole, urban myth, or what have you. Um, essentially, it was late enough that Trevin was quite tired, and it just ended up me just spouting knowledge about this thing. And uh, and for a long time, we we either didn't want to post the footage, we had lost the uh, the actual recordings, or uh, Ramil had said it's uneditable because of some of the uh, sound quality issues we were having. Um, let me tell you that those two latter problems have now been resolved. It is both found and it sounds all right. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna actually post it. It's gonna be referred to as uh, episode like five and a half uh, at this point. Uh, but just keep in mind, I will at the beginning address this and say that it is actually episode five. When you know, longtime listeners will know that the uh, the um, fan fiction episode is episode five now. So there's going to be some inconsistencies. It's almost like a side story. It's like a like an Earth Two kind of. This is the Internet podcast, if you will, for, uh, for the comic book fans out there. But uh, but it's interesting nonetheless, and I hope you like my voice because you're gonna be hearing it for the next 45 minutes, pretty much, as Trevin barely chimes in on this one. But that's all right. Uh, there's no reason to just have it laying around my computer. May as well get it out there for someone to learn about Mel's Hole, which is infinitely interesting. So uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is the Internet, the Lost episode. Do anything with lowering uh, uh, line it or anything to it, but they they did relate to me the same phenomenons as uh, uh, that I had described. Uh, one, uh, the fear of animals going by it. Uh-huh. This is the internet. Just I'm excited for this one, Trevin. I'm so excited, I just shit my pants. <laughs> this is... Uh, let me adjust this shit. The internet? Uh, this is the internet, we yeah. said that one. Oh, well, shit, I'm losing my mind. It's okay. You got this? We're excited. Uh, I am extremely excited about this episode. This is Titty Episode 5, uh, Cryptozoology Part 2. Cryptozoologist Part... Lee and Trevin, Cryptozoologist Part 2, we'll call it. Cryptozoologist professionals. <laughs> Amateur cryptozoology. We're like the Ghostbusters of cryptozoology. Um, Aren't the Ghostbusters be, the Ghostbusters of cryptozoology? Yeah, no, they they're paranormal investigators. That that you can actually go, you know, learn in school. Are you serious? Yeah. No way. Hunting ghosts is scary, though. Oh well, yeah, but okay. Mel's hole. Mel's hole. This is this is Lee's favorite. Lee's actually, favorite. I'm a big fan of this uh, too. I think we all should wow. Be big fans this, of this this quite literally. I mean, we we can only call this an urban legend. Um, at this point, because there, there is a lot of inconsistencies and just things that at some point get completely unbe- unbelievable. As the story goes on, it starts like weird, then it gets weirder, then it gets weirder, then it gets to the point where you're like, either you, it's make or break. You decide yeah. to follow the story from that point or... It's Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah, <laughs> with Dean Cain. Um, <laughs> that show was... It was, it was kind of cool. Anyway. Guy shooting milk out of his eyes and shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He was a normal dude, but he could shoot milk out of his ass. Mel's Hole. Uh, Mel Waters is the name of the guy. He uh, he owns some some property um, around Ellensburg, Washington, Washington State. Uh, Ellensburg is kind of kind of smack dab in the middle ish, kind of near the the, the the bunch of the mountain ridges and shit like that. Because it's coming off of the Rocky Mountains and stuff like that. Australia. Um, 
he lives, of course, outside of the outside of the main town there, which is Ellens, Ellensburg. He lives southwest of it. And uh, on his property, when he bought this, he was aware that there is a pit, a hole, uh, about nine meters across. About that, yeah. Uh, that that locals constantly were dumping stuff into. It was like a dumping site. His his yeah. land had kind of like almost like a landfill on it. Yeah. Um, and constantly, there's always stuff strewn across. Uh, across his 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 yards, his his land. It's kind of deserty ish. Mm-hmm. It's like you know Western frontier kind of thing. Lee's gonna Lee's gonna get with all the details on this shit because he's like like just today he spent the whole yeah. day looking all this shit. I up. was I was listening to it, uh, so I have a lot of details. I've, but you 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 are familiar show. with parts of this, so yeah, I please chime in. Yeah, you you turned me on to Mills Hole. I looked at Mills Hole and I just got turned sprang, on. Sprang a leak. Um, uh, no, I just I found it when I was looking up various cryptids and other like you know paranormal stuff on on the internet, on Wikipedia and stuff like that. And just, uh, eventually I came across this thing, Mel's hole. And I'm like, Oh wow. That's kind of creepy. Like a big, like a literal bottomless pit. Yeah. That's neat. So as I'm reading more about it, like more and more of these things are getting revealed about it and more and more of these paranormal things to do with it. And it just starts like getting really bizarre. And it's like, there's, you know, the government's getting involved with it and stuff like that. And all, Oh wow! And there's this whole radio program that I never heard about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, Lee, Lee just finished hearing Mel's, it all today. Uh, yeah. Mel Waters, he kind of got the story out on uh, Coast to Coast Radio, uh, which is what 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 the fucking guy's name? Uh, I can easily look it up. <laughs> How would I just do that? Um, the guy's name Howard Stern. Coast to Coast AM uh, with. Uh, I know the guy's name. I know it. It's here somewhere. It'll come up. It, it'll come up in it. it. <laughs> he uh, Mel called into this radio show a few times and kind of recounted his story. Uh, and they, uh, they exist on YouTube. If you want to look up Mel's Hole, you can listen to the radio and how he describes it. It's, it I definitely recommend it after listening to this. If you're interested in it, hear right from Mel's mouth because um, he he's going to describe it pretty much like I am. We that was him you heard at the beginning, by the way. Talking hear, hear right from Mel's pie hole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> thank you. But anyway, Mel Mel is aware. Uh, he's fully aware of this this pit on his in his property, and people are always constantly dumping stuff into it. Uh, another thing is. Uh, when people do dump stuff into it, you never hear whatever it is. People, he literally said people are dumping tires, like no, de- <laughs> yeah, tires, uh, dead livestock, like cattle and stuff. And you would never hear anything touch bottom or make any sound yeah. if it cascaded off the wall. You could throw something a wrench against the wall of it; you're not going to hear a sound. Yeah, it so just goes into the so pit. Everyone's just like, oh well, it's you know some sort goes of guys, some goes- sort of. Yeah. Some sort of oil well that's abandoned. So, you know, we'll just fill it up until it's full of garbage and then we'll just seal it. Yeah, it goes and into it, the pit, goes past where you can see into the darkness, it, it just and never it's gone. Got, it's just gone. never got full. Yeah. Uh, uh, that being said, Mel also finds all kinds of weird uh, weird stuff on his property. Uh, not even, maybe not even related to the hole, but he does find some things that later kind of do become... Like, he'll find just, you know, springs, pieces of cars, uh, weird weird newspaper stuff. Like, just just junk. that Like, you, yeah. you a passing glance, you'd be like, garbage. But you look closer at it, and you're like, this is some pretty strange stuff to just be strewn apart my my desert home, pretty much, at this point. Um, mm. But there's a lot to tell about Mel's Hole, and there's actually a second hole in Nevada now, which is kind of where the, the story gets a little to the unbelievable point, and very urban legendy. Uh, but we're going to go over the whole thing, and I I, I beg of you, please uh, <laughs> please stay with us, because you're going to find this very interesting, as, as we do. Anyone I've told yeah. about this is immediately just like, what happened then? And I'm like... Wait for the episode, because yeah. here it comes. This is actually even a new thing for me. Like, uh, we just found all this information. I only know, like, the basic shit about this. This yeah. is this is stuff I'm This is all the now. documented information, uh, and I'll, t- I'll tell you what has proof and what doesn't, because clearly you need something. It's not unsubstantiated. There is certain things that, uh, 
yeah, kind of proof proof what this guy's saying. He's not just a hoax. That being said, there is a hoax revolving this later on involving video games, which I'll get into, <laughs> which I laughed extensively at today. But uh, we'll be right back. Yeah. Trevin, let's uh, let's let's dive right into this hole, shall we? Okay. Mel Waters, seemingly normal guy. He calls in the radio show, and like you, if you listen to it, he's he's very sincere. He believes what he's saying, whether or not it's true. Yeah, I found uh, his. I found this... that it doesn't it doesn't seem like he's just like fucking around here. It sounds like he Art Bell is the name himself. of the guy on the radio show. The oh, guy was Art okay. Bell. Art Tells Art Bell, who's a. Uh, I like that name. Yeah, a lot of people listen to this radio show. It's a popular one, and people, of course, you know, he gets feedback and stuff like that. But uh. Uh, Mel's hole. He got this. He got the site, and he hears stories from the, from the locals and stuff like that. And uh, I'm just going to read you some of the stories regarding this this hole, which is has supernatural pro- properties. Obviously, um, boop, 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 boop. Uh, of course, he wants to know does it have water at the bo- bottom. So what, one one thing he did do was he took a yeah, he I took a tube this. of lifesavers and a line and winched it. <laughs> uh, essentially, he dropped the candy in, and it kept it kept going. There was no slack in the line. Uh, after winding 500 yards down and back up, the candy remained intact. What he was trying to do is he's going to drop the lifesavers in there and see if they dissolved or not. Uh, how far did he end up going here? How deep did he actually put the line? I think it came to something like maybe 1,500 feet, more than that. It was a few miles. He eventually ran out of line is the thing. Yeah, he like literally they, <clears throat> they tied lines and lines together, and it was a, it was miles deep to the point that it, it it's impossible kind of thing. Yeah. Um, in addition, uh, the hole is 9 feet in diameter, not 9 meters. Uh, with retaining wall around it. Mel didn't see the sides taper down. Uh, it was a straight hole, and for years, people were using it as an unofficial landfill site, not managed, uh, not managing to fill the thing up. So for years, decades, people were jumping stuff into this. Yeah. Like, livestock, tires, garbage, anything, anything. Tires? tires. And, uh, they, they, you can't, they don't fill it. Uh, Mel attached a metal lid to the top for safety, so no one, you know, falls in there, because... Well, fucking... Yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, Mel's experience discovers, um... He wanted to know about the water. Like I said, he dropped the thing in there, uh, and he called Art Bell this first time, talking about. This is when he kind of first t- called him, being like, "Hey, how 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 cool is this? Hey, how are you?" Ended up being 15 miles of fishing line, the oh, wow. deepest recorded hole on Earth, I believe, is in Russia, and it's 12 miles. Wow, deep. This is this this is 15 miles, and he's not touching the bottom, mind you. Hmm. And that's that's the furthest. I mean, the one in Russia is the furthest confirmed we've ever digged into the earth, dug into the Earth's crust. 12 miles, mind yeah. you. Like, consider that. It's going to start getting hot already. Yeah. Um, or unless you believe in hollow earth, you're going to start living with reptiles and shit. Uh, the reptilians. Um, uh, 50 miles calls our bell. Now, here's some of the stories regarding this hole. Uh, like he said in the in the very beginning of our podcast, before I smacked the microphone and scared everybody, uh, <laughs> animals are afraid to go near it. That Dogs, yeah, they stay birds, away. whatever, they stay away from no one. They don't fly over it. Dogs don't go near it. Uh, and he talks about some of the, the stories from uh, from locals. Like, for example, this one, I mean, I'm going to jump right into it. This is going to sound surreal or, or just hokish. Hoaxish. Hoaxish. Hookie? Ho- Hookie. Hokey? Hokey. A hoagie? A hoagie. Delicious. A hero sandwich. Um, one, one of the locals actually said he took his dead dog uh, and, for lack of a better term, threw it into the hole. Like, the dog was dead, and he, instead of burning yeah, it, he threw it into the hole. It's my favorite uh, story about A it. few days later, the man saw the same, his, what he feels is his dog, uh, running as, as though hunting with another owner. The dog was alone, 
and he yeah. saw this dog in the woods and he's like that's my dog the dog wasn't with anybody and he unfortunately could not get a hold of the dog again this could be like that's one guy's account he could be lying but this is where things start off this is where things get yeah it just gets this is the this is the starting point of this goes story uphill from here uh in addition to this uh i mean mel often talks about uh he hasn't seen this to himself, but many accounts, not even related to Mel, uh, talk about this beam of black light. Yeah, that's kind of contradictory. Yeah, uh, if is... You could imagine if you had a flashlight that threw a solid black, like when you yeah. shine it on, did the opposite of what a like flashlight does and actually made light. it. Yeah. Somewhere. Think of it that way. Coming a few feet out of the hole and just going straight into the sky for a few seconds and then disappearing. Many truckers and stuff in the area have always reported this, and this isn't directly even to Mel. This is just, like, in different newspapers. People are like, hey, I was on so-and-so highway, and I saw this. Isn't that yeah. weird? And other people are like, I've seen that, too. Uh, and what it quite literally is is a, a pillar of darkness coming out of the hole. Kind of scary. Yeah. Uh, another thing Mel, Mel does talk about is the absence of sound when over or inside the hole. Uh, yeah, I like that when he's talking about like hitting it with a wrench and stuff, hitting the rim of it with a wrench. That's that's the other one. This the other one's made out of metal. Oh, uh, this one is. This first one is actually stone, like a well. Oh right, yeah. yeah. There's a little bit of a lip on it, but it's stone. But literally throwing something, a pebble, uh, anything against the side of the of the hole, like on the way down, cascading it, makes makes no audible sound. Uh, now I don't know if they've gone so far as to throw like a ghetto blaster over top of it, but he does talk about uh, later in the in this in this epic, uh, animals and stuff like that being held over it. Uh, and things like that, just going silent. There's an absence of sound over top of it. Like, the sound is literally being sucked into the hole. Like, like a black hole at this point, which is one theory, right? Um, Mel goes on to say, like, after he went on that radio show, he was actually uh, contacted by the government, who said, like, hey, um, get off the land, kind of thing. Yeah. In, in, in so few words. Uh, <laughs> what ended up being the, the, kind of the surrender of the land was he moved to, uh, he was relocated to Australia, of all places, and given a quarter of a million dollars a month, uh, which Mel, being the nice guy he is, actually started a like a wildlife almost foundation kind of thing there, and just started yeah. taking care of animals and stuff there. Like he he funded it with his to, money. Trying to um, make a life for himself. He later, uh, I mean, he later wanted to come back and kind of see see his where he used to live kind of thing. And, yeah. and upon landing in San Francisco, allegedly, he was uh, asked to be interrogated by some police officers, and there then then woke up in an alley. Let's go into this. Uh, yeah, so we like, let's let's backtrack. Like, we got a hole, a bottomless pit, seemingly. Yeah. Uh, where where shit's going down. Obviously, it's weird, weird paranormal stuff. Uh, he goes on the radio channel, talks about this, talks about the like a, a dog being reincarnated by it and stuff like that. Uh, government contacts him, relocates him. Uh, at this point, he comes back to the U.S. at some point uh, and finds himself waking up in an alley in the in this condition. I'm gonna explain it in point form. His molars are gone. His back set of molars are <laughs> completely missing out of his mouth. His belt buckle has been replaced. He has no money. And after this point, his identification and stuff is, is, is gone, and he no longer receives money every month. And that was it. That was, that, they severed it. Sounds like the biggest, like, hoax ever alongside, like... The reptilian. This is sound like conspiracy theory stuff already. It, it is, they but... They pull out your molars so you can't, you know, hear their yeah, messages and... But but Mel, it, he has nothing to gain from this. He's Do not making. He's not. Ever have anything to he's gain not from selling it? selling T-shirts and stuff, and he doesn't care if you believe him or not. Kind of thing. This is what I kind of like about. It. Even if it is fake, it's it's well done. Uh, okay. The thing about his belt buckle that was so strange is why would they take his belt buckle? That seems so bizarre to him. Yeah. Uh, what actually 
what actually he found out later was that belt buckle he was wearing was one of his favorites and he had made that belt buckle. He'd made 10 of those belt buckles and actually sold the other nine. This is what he, he was like a part-time jeweler pretty much. Oh. He'd make shit out of stuff he found on his property. Uh, in that particular case, he had made it out of coins he found on his, on his property. And then let me explain the, the context in which he found these coins. Wandering around his, his property as he often did because there's all kinds of crazy just garbage laying around. Like it was a dumping site, right? Yeah. Uh, he found, you know on, uh, on Chinese New Year how they have those like those, like, gift bag things. Follow me on this. This is kind of an older thing. I don't think they actually employ them anymore. Sure. Almost like a firecracker idea, but it's oh, like a bag. Like... No, yeah, but, like, a, the Chinese kind of I, version of that sure. for their New Year's. Okay. He found one of those, which is just, like, okay, weird. Uh, when he opened it, he actually found uh, 10 dimes uh, that were minted 1943 and had a picture of Roosevelt on it, right? Whatever, dime, right? Yeah. So when he was making these belt buckles, he actually put three different coins on it, one of them being these dimes. Uh, when his belt buckle was taken, he's like, that's so bizarre, and he couldn't connect the dots. He later actually came back, when he came back to his to Ellensburg, he yeah. met he actually met up with a guy, <laughs> allegedly, that had bought one of these belt buckles who still had it. And they're both, he tells this guy the story, and they're both studying this belt buckle. What is so important about this belt buckle that if, if let's say, the government did pick him up and, you know, sever his the, their ties to him and like you know take his molars his money <laughs> and his belt buckle for some reason why yeah. would they do this right that's very strange and they're looking at this belt buckle and they're looking at the dime specifically and if the dime was minted in 1943 it is impossible for that for dime roosevelt. to have the picture yeah. of roosevelt on it because he was still alive yeah um in addition the the dime itself was minted with a b which i mean uh, i think art what's his name says like boston but there is no mint that mints their coins that say B on it. Yeah. So not only do you have a dime that ha- that was found inside of a closed Chinese New Year bag thing, ten dimes, all ten of these dimes should not exist. Yeah. Um, yeah, can't explain the dimes, big deal. Uh, <laughs> he he went to, uh, went to actually buy, I think he went to buy the dime off this guy and the guy said no and that, according to the story the guy was later contacted and sold the dime to someone else and the dime's just gone so whether or not it was government related whatever <laughs> the, no dimes exist as of this point in the, our story okay yeah uh, so after this fact after Mel you know is allegedly picked up by the government and, and hammer fucked um, <laughs> which kind of sucks for him he moves to Australia uh, he loses his money and stuff like that so now he's, he's, a, he's a poor dude and he's just looking for for truth wasn't he isn't he uh at this point, he's actually invited to an Indian reservation in uh, in northern Nevada, uh, where essentially they they're like, "Hey, we have we we've heard your story, kind of thing. We have something we want you to look at, kind of thing." And Mel's very he's very doesn't want tourists and people going to look for this kind of shit, so he keeps it on the DL. He doesn't want to reveal the exact location, which right then sounds kind of hokey, right? Yeah. He's like, "Just tell us where it is, and we'll believe you," kind of thing. What he snaps back with is he's like, "Look where my property is on Google Maps or any." imaging like satellite imaging software right yeah and quite literally if you look up the southwest area of ellensburg do this right now go on google maps if you go into the satellite image and you don't see it when you're zoomed out so you do have to kind of like drag and drag your cursor around there is still a blotted out area there uh and there's no it's not a military base it's literally just a plot of land that is straight up blotted out you can actually look up look up mel's hole on google maps the first thing thing that says a it's like a a national wildlife sanctuary or something like that look to the northeast of it it is still there consistent with where mel describes it as being whether or not this is hey awesome for mel he gets he gets to be like hey believe me because look they've blotted it out on the on google right 
to traipse over that land if it's been covered up or something like that clearly uh, it would take a lot of time and manpower to, to discover the location of the hole. Not that being said, the government now technically owns that property. It's yeah. being kind of leased, parlayed by Mel, but uh, that property is now I mean covered in fences and no trespassing signs. Not yeah. quite like you know Area Fifty One. Yeah, or they can shoot um, you if you walk within like fifty yeah. meters. Of After the a perimeter. few few years of uh, the military being there in a, in a presence allegedly for training, right? Uh, or train, they maybe legitimately were training, whatever. Um, a, a camera crew actually went out there after Mel's second radio uh, broadcast and went looking around. And although they couldn't really find anything, they did find, you know, remnants of a military operation. You could find, you know, tent poles, uh, just like literally documents, papers, tire tracks, you know, just stuff where you're like, oh, clearly there's been a presence here kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so clearly they were doing something. Whatever it was. And you can still look at like I said, that up. Look it up on Google Images. You can see that there is a blotted out spot where Mel's hole is supposed to be. Government conspiracy? I don't know. <laughs> Here's where things get really fucked up. Because as far as Mel went, he didn't necessarily go as far as to, you know, experiment too much with his hole on his own property. Uh, other than kind of like using it as a garbage disposal, essentially. Yeah. This one in northern Nevada, on the other hand, is where things get really, really unbelievable to a certain extent. This is where the the beauty of the story comes in that I love reciting to people. Uh, it's on an Indian reservation, so already, I mean, government seizing that would be kind of, yeah. And this is, of course, American Indians, where they don't just, you know, <laughs> strip it of everything and leave. They legitimately yeah. live on this land and stuff like that. Uh, and they invite him over to be like, hey, come look at this hole. What he finds is a hole about the same size as the one that was on his property. Again, this is in Nevada. Again, this is states and states, miles and miles over. Uh, this one in particular, though, has a metal rim on the inside. Uh, accidentally, he actually drops a wrench in a toolbox on the rim of this, uh, making no sound. So right there, we have similarities between the two holes. Mm-hmm. Uh, having seen this, everybody legitimately starts banging on the metal with things. Banging on the outside of the hole? Yeah, you're getting sound. Banging on the inside of the hole? Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. Uh, dropping stuff in, hitting it with a tire iron, he says. No sound. You hit this, the side of this hole, the rim of this hole, there is no no audible sound. Um, so the, these guys here, they've they've lived with it their entire lives. Like these, these people on this Indian Reserve, which has been there since the late 1800s, maybe before that. Yeah. Since the beginning of America, essentially, they've, these Indians have been there. Uh and they've grown up just knowing about this hole, and they're very... It's like, it's everyday thing to them. Like, this hole is... That's what it is. Don't go near it. Don't throw shit into it. Whatever. Uh, and a lot of the elders, he's talking about guys... Like, this one guy who was there, and he's he's lived in that area since, like, 19, the 1930s and stuff like that. And that hole's always been there in the way it's been. They haven't, ma- like, modified it or anything. So you have this metal hole that's been there since before anyone could have possibly had the technology to do so. <laughs> yeah. Uh is the main is the main thing here. Um Any questions so far, Trevin? Not really. This is all this is all stuff I've read myself. Okay. Most of it. And it's you need to interject. I no, I just still find it like very hard to believe. It's very S, it's it's almost very SCP like. Well, yeah, it's actually on the website, that SCP website as well. Oh, they wrote yeah. one for it. Yeah, people love the SCP stuff. I figure they'll love Mel's Oh, imagine. Um, this has a lot more weight to it. Um, so, of course, they're going to do some experiments. Going to do some experiments with the hole. Uh, immediately, one of the guys is just like, you know, brazen 20-something-year-olds, like, put me in it. Wench me down, right? Yeah. What's going to happen? Kind of thing, right? We're like, we don't know how deep it is, this and that. Again, they get fishing line. They get the rigs that they use to catch, like, deep-sea sharks and shit like that. <laughs> and again, miles and miles down into this hole, right? Wenching it and wenching it. Into this hole, with the uh, dude on it? No, I didn't think so. No, they don't. Put, they don't end up putting the dude like, on. I didn't it. They, they, they find an alternative. Yeah. Um, 
So what they're going to do is they're like, well, the thing about this hole is that it's warm to be around it. Unlike Mel's hole itself, <laughs> this hole in particular actually has a warmth put off of to the point where in, in Nevada in the winter, hunters and stuff like that, or the people in this Indian reserve, would actually camp around it and not need a fire in the winter. I mean, it's the desert. Yeah, yeah I... it doesn't snow, but it's still <laughs> cold. It, it drips into negative oh, yeah. 15. When the sun goes down. No fire required. No no blankets, just camp near the hole. It's hot. It's not hot to touch, but it's warm kind of thing. It's giving off a heat. Uh, so what Mel, of course, wants to do is find out, does it get harder? Like, is this like a portal to the center of the earth? Like, what is this thing, right? Uh, of course, the way you find heat is to use ice, <laughs> to my understanding. So uh, they go and get some, like, 7-Eleven ice packs, put some in a, like a, like a, so they have their, like, their, their standard. They have the, the bucket full of ice on the surface. Yeah. And they have the bucket full of ice that's going to be wenched into the hole. Yeah. Um, in the same amount of time, they wait for the bucket on the surface to melt. Once the bucket on the surface is completely melted, they wench back up the ice bucket they've put into this, the Nevada hole. Yeah. When they bring it back up, the ice has not melted. Uh, which right there is like, oh, that's, that's bizarre. Mm-hmm. In addition, the ice is no longer cold. Uh, they bring it up and everybody's kind of feeling it in their hands. And quite literally, this ice is, it's like, it's like almost plasticky it's at like this a point. block of wood. Yeah, that's the best way to describe it. This ice is no longer cold. It still looks like ice. Uh, it, you know, case of the same density, but it is... It, it's not cold anymore. It's not ice. As far yeah. as they're concerned, it's, a, it's an all new element altogether, right? Yeah. Uh, at this point, they decide to try to melt it by throwing it on a fire kind of thing. Right? <laughs> what, 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 like, what? This is very scientific. They're, they're clearly cryptozoologists, oh, yeah, right? One time they threw ice into a fire. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they, they build a fire, put the ice on it, and the ice catches flame the ice burns like coal if, if defying any explanation right yeah. um it, it, i mean it's being licked by flames like it's it's clearly this whatever it is is burning uh to the point where it keeps burning and for hours does not stop burning uh one of the guys allegedly actually takes a bucket full of this stuff back in his pickup truck to his house puts it in his in his like stove house stove to warm his house and does so for 18 months Oh yeah. The the ice, the burning ice does not stop uh burning. Like this is the didn't, like didn't uh didn't that end up sucking all the moisture out of the wood? Yes. Yes. Uh we're going to get back to this actually. We can just fast forward to this part. Uh this guy who actually took the ice to his house. Um and this is something cool cuz you can go see this. And this is one of the things where there's there's proof involved okay, in this. Okay, here we go. This idea. Uh while he doesn't reveal the, the location of this, people there is accounts of people traveling to them. They can find this cabin. They can't find the hole, but they can find this cabin where this guy lived. And essentially what ended up happening over time is this guy was replaying... He's having all kinds of skin problems. Like, he was constantly dehydrated, uh, thirsty as hell. His skin was, like, constantly just cracked. And, like, he looked like... I mean, he lives in the desert, so yeah. you wouldn't think... You wouldn't bat an eye kind of thing. But what happened one day is when he was he, he left his house, came back, the, the stove itself had sank through the floor... Uh, and kind of, like, burrowed into the ground to a certain point. He's like, well, what the fuck? Instead of, like, you know, fixing at that point, putting out the ice, whatever, he actually just extended the chimney uh, to the outside of his house again, right? <laughs> so for all intents and purposes, the stove was now unusable below ground, but for 18 months, this guy did not have to stoke the fire. Yeah. There was nothing in this stove except for this ice and coals, right? Uh, later, again, he left, came back. I think this was, it was like a hunting cabin or something. So he leave, he would leave for months at a time, came back to find that the entire cabin had been reduced to rubble and dust. Um, when he explored, of course, looked into this and his buddy, he had his brother and stuff there with him. Uh, 
all the furniture, all the wooden furniture in the house, the wooden cabin itself had been reduced to like like sawdust almost at this point. And literally, the only thing you can describe it as is this burning ice literally sucked the moisture out of everything in its in its surroundings. Yeah. Whenever this guy was in his cabin, he was constantly having skin problems, dehydrated. The wood literally had all, every single bit of moisture sucked up to the point where it just turned to dust. Yeah, I couldn't remember if that was an SCP or this actual thing. That was actually part of the story. He says yeah. it on the radio program, yeah. Um, kind of as a PS to yeah. the story. Uh, anyway, so they're at the, the Nevada hole, and they want to... They want to lower something after seeing what it did to the ice. They said they tried this again and again, and maybe every third time they'd get the, the burning ice. Sometimes the ice would not melt at all and just be ice. Sometimes it would be a bucket of water. Like, But one thing is for sure, they're not bringing up anything other than what they put in the bucket. So you put you put something in the bucket, you lower it down, you get it back up. It's going to look exactly like how when you lowered it, but its properties have changed. Mm-hmm. It's not what it, what it was, right? And at this point, that guy is really pushing to have himself lowered into the thing. He'll come out as a fucking... As Christ or something, who knows, right? Like they're <laughs> whatever. Um, a lot of the, I mean, a lot of the elders and stuff like that, of course, refer to it as a very spiritual place. Like it's yeah. clearly this is something supernatural at this point. In addition, the metal rim cannot be damaged; it's literally indestructible. Uh, you can take, like they said, they were taking tire irons and wrenches to it. Not only where there's no sound, they're not making a mark in this in this rim of this hole, right? Um, so, of course, they want to lower something living into it. At this point, Mel is very against the idea. He doesn't like the idea of, you know, who knows what's going to happen kind of thing. Yeah. But one of the guys suggests they use a sheep. Um, got enough of which all intents, Yeah, there's, there's sheep everywhere. For all intents and purposes, let's put the sheep in the hole. Uh, now, let's go back to the part where animals do not like being around this hole uh, yeah, for whatever just reason. Be like, hey, sheep, go to the hole. Yeah. He's not going. He's, 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 yeah, he's, he doesn't. He, nah. Nah, bitch. Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. Had to be nah, done. man. He's not going to the hole. Um, so Mel Waters here uh, is set with the dilemma of what are we going to do? We're going to drop the sheep into the hole. Uh, it's not going to cooperate, obviously. And we're going to get to this when we uh, when we come back here. Mel's hole, putting something live into this this hole. Yeah. the candy store and get candy I have this, some candy in the bag behind you actually we'll eat it later Mel's Hole we're back uh, so Mel Waters now is gonna he when you listen to the radio broadcast if you do he's he's you can audibly hear he's shaken by actually having to tell this part of the story um, I'd be yeah if he, I mean he's, he's a, either a very good actor or he's being sincere or he's just crazy whatever um, and I'm getting close to the end of my story here in the meantime we're gonna pick this shit apart yeah. Uh, as cryptozoologist, we're gonna I, put it I, under the microscope. I don't have a lot of input because this is all just you know. Lee's, he's got all the details covered, yeah. and it's all stuff I've like heard before. You know, I'm also they're gonna lower the sheep into the hole. They bring the sheep near the hole, and the sheep starts literally squealing as if it's it knows it's going to die or yeah, something. Like at this point, like it's just screaming, it's just like, tripping balls. Yeah, bah, 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 like it does not want to go near this hole. Um, at this point, Mel very grudgingly says that one of the the guys, like the other, I think there was four guys altogether there with him. Yeah, there's, there's a crew, smacks it in the head, knocks it out. Dudes. Like the sheep's groggy at that point. Like he, he hits it hard, right? Uh, animal abuse, maybe not as much as what's about to happen. <laughs> Bringing up our old topics. Yeah. Uh, so they they attach this. They take a, a crate, like a wooden crate, standard livestock carrying crate. Yeah, uh-huh. Put the sheep into it. Sheep's kind of you know fucked up, whatever, uh, and start wenching it up above the hole. The sheep starts flipping out, like just like screaming bloody murder. Yelling, screaming, like sheep things. You can have any animal. Sheep was yelling. Imagine any animal being tortured. 
And imagine the noise that animal's going to make. Like a baby. A baby yeah. doesn't understand what's happening to it. A sheep doesn't understand what's happening to it. Like it just knows it doesn't want, right? Oh, my cat screams in the middle. Of the <laughs> yeah, exactly. This sheep is just not having this. It's not having this. Screaming and screaming. Get to over top of the hole. And while the crate is still moving and it's still thrashing around, sound stops. Yeah. Sheep just stops making sound altogether. Whether uh, the I sheep stops remember, making sound or... I remember reading that part. Yeah. I guess he talks about that. In the radio thing, he talks okay. about it a lot, yeah. Because he, he's describing it in detail because he's like, that was driving him nuts hearing this sheep just scream for Where, its weren't life. Weren't they saying that the uh, the the whole uh, kind of like, the rim of it was like, it was either vibrating or humming? Nothing to that effect. What's that? They no, they talk just... about that at the end of this part. Oh, okay. Uh, so what they're going to do is lower the sheep down, and they do. Uh, oh, right, yeah. They yeah, leave yeah. the sheep down there for a few hours. Uh, whatever, stand around, kind of, you know, whatever's going to happen to the sheep happens to the sheep. They start uh, feeling like a weird vibration tension on the line. Yeah. Was like, almost like a fish biting at a fishing line kind of thing, which is, you know. Well, that's like tugging at it. Yeah. Not tugging, tugging, but like just nibbling. Like a perch. Oh. Uh, and it's a weird sensation. They hear like a, it's like a soft humming resonating off the string back up into the wench. Because it's like, oh, that's, that's, that's the first thing that the hole has ever reacted to something they've put in there physically. That they've actually been like, something's happening yeah, to it down in, there. In real time. Yeah. Uh, they wench the thing back up. Crate's not moving, but crate looks, for all intents and purposes, the exact same as when they put it in the hole. Uh, like, you took a picture of it kind of thing, you're not going to tell the difference. This crate looks, it's untouched. The crate's yeah, the same. Yeah. But, like, the ice with the bucket, it's going to look the same, but it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean it is Wasn't the same. the sheep also clearly dead? The sheep is dead, yeah. They, they, bust open the, uh, they bust open the crate, and the sheep is dead, uh, quite literally. And not only is the sheep dead, it seems slightly cooked, uh, as his description, yeah, I remember not that. not outwardly. Like the sheep looks like the sheep as he went in, but as you like touch it, it's slightly warm, and it feels like like a cooked ham. To to, yeah. it, it doesn't feel like a living thing anymore, and it doesn't feel dead. It doesn't feel rigor mortized. It feels like something you put the on, muscle, the, on muscle, the on the oven for the a little muscle while. Muscle tissues all cooked. Yeah. Uh, so one of the guys there, of course, he's hunter, whatever. He knows his way around the innards of an animal for crying out loud. Uh, <laughs> so he he's gonna put it on this table, like Don't their autopsy asking. table. That's near the near the the hole itself. And they're going to cut this sheep open. Uh, immediately upon doing so, after noticing that the sheep is essentially kind of cooked, uh, they find in place of the sheep's organs what can only be described as a huge tumor, for lack of a better word. He doesn't have the he says on the radio show he doesn't have a the vocabulary to describe what this thing is. Looking at it, he puts a word to it. It's a tumor. It's a huge, two foot long tumor where this sheep's innards should be. Yeah. What the hell. Right. Yeah. Not only that, this 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 tumor itself is covered in a gelatinous kind of uh, substance that he he describes as he smells it later at a certain point. Uh, he describes it as smelling like ozone. Like he was expecting maybe to smell smell gross or something like that, like like like, like a sickening sickly smell, but smells like ozone uh, for all intents and purposes. Okay. Um, so they pull this, they take this tumor outside of the sheep. They pull it out of the sheep. At this point, it's sounding very science fiction. I'm just telling a story here. Yeah. Follow me. Follow me on this. Take the tumor outside of the sheep and quickly realize that the not only is the tumor pulsating gently, it's literally like a heartbeat. Like it's boom, 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 this tumor thing. It's like, Jesus Christ, what the hell, right? At this point, like, Art, what's his name on the on the radio show? is like, Bell. Mel, no. Mel, like, he, he's into it. Like, literally, if you listen to Mel tell you the story on the phone, you're going to believe every, every second of it because he's so sincere of how he tells it. And just... Just perfect. Like, like if it is a hoax, congratulations. See, I can't, I can't get as into this as Lee because I haven't actually heard the radio things. He just emailed me today, like seconds before I came over. <laughs> I didn't have time to listen to him, but 
I imagine as Lee describes this guy describing it, it probably yeah. has a greater effect than just reading the story. Yeah, or even hearing me say it now. Yeah, <laughs> um, sounds intense. I'm just turning people on because this is the internet. Yeah, um, shit. They're going to they're gonna cut this tumor open because they got to. It's, you know. You've come this far. Yeah, yeah, Jesus, you killed a sheep. Let's let's cut the Final tumor open. makes a tick. This is where things get fucked up, Trevin. No way. Listeners, bear with me. Squeamish, take off your headphones. Listeners aren't bearing with you. They're not going to bear with you <laughs> for this. <laughs> they cut the tumor open, revealing what appears to be a, if I can describe it in in street terms, a... Uh, Language a, of the streets. A, yeah. A third trimester fetal seal. Abortion. And we're not talking about, like, kiss from a rose. <laughs> no. Like, we all know what a kid looks like when it's about to be born kind of thing. But in, in, in utero, sh- sheep-looking... Sheep. Uh, seal-looking thing. Did I say sheep? Uh, uh, no, the first time you did say seal. Say seal. Seal, as he describes it. Yeah. Um, they pull this this thing outside. And he's kind of he's a, kind of tethered to the... Uh, Tied to a hope. <laughs> Tied to a hope. Tethered to the, uh, the sack, the tumor in question. Yeah. And at this point... All all five men on on site are are shaken by this because you're they're shitting bricks. Yeah, because Jesus Christ, what the fuck, right? Yeah. Um, and quite literally, this this seal opens its eyes, and Mel's describing it at this point. It's, he's he's horrified, even retelling this. He says he's like, I'm sweating here just telling you about this. And it, what he describes it as having human eyes. I mean, look at a picture of a seal. It's kind of already got the picture any animal with human yeah. eyes. That's fucked. Kind of, kind you, can of see, you can see all the white of the sclera and all that shit. Yeah, but he says this this seal thing kind of fly, it's it's clearly it looks like a seal has flippers, like to the point of mm. look, but looks like an unde- underdeveloped seal if anything with human eyes. This thing kind of flips over in the tumor kind of thing, and they're all standing back at this point because Jesus Christ, what the hell, right? Yeah. And uh, he describes it as it regards him, like looking at a human being, like you know when you look at a dog and you're talking to the dog, and you're like. You don't have a fucking idea what's happening, kind of mm-hmm. thing. When you look at a human being, you're like, if you're speaking to a human being, you know they're at least they're they're understanding. They're yeah. there's some kind of connection there. That's what he feels like. This they're not talking to it. It's just looking at them, and he feels like a connection to it. So do all the other men there. They're just yeah. looking at it. It's regarding them. It's looking from from guy to guy in their eyes, staring them straight in the face with these these human eyes on this this seal head kind of thing, just staring them right in the eyes. Um, Literally, he says they stood there for two hours just looking at it. Because at that point, that's that's pretty much how I would go about it. I'd just be like... Yeah, like, who's, yeah. The, who's the first <laughs> yeah. to make a sound? Yeah. Definitely not going any closer to it. It's just not going to be like, hey. You're going to run away and leave your friends there? Yeah, no. That's not how it works. But they, they literally have backed off at this point, and they're just watching it, right? And it's kind of flopping around. It clearly does... It's not... It's definitely no, no threat from a mobile point of view, because it cannot move that well. It's flopping around on this table. Uh, kind of Kind of starts to free itself from the tumor... And works its way to the end of the table. At this point, Mel, it looks at Mel and it's just staring at him, right? And Mel's like, I knew this thing wanted to be lifted off the table. Whatever. He feels his connection with the, the seal thing, right? He walks up to it and literally grabs it. Feels like the tumor. It's just, they got the gelatinous ozone smelling stuff on it. Places it on the ground. And remember, this whole time, this thing is looking him in the face when he's doing this. Whatever this thing is, is looking him right in the eyes as if communicating with him. He takes it off the table Puts it on the ground, it's still staring him right in the face, and then just stares at him as he goes back to stand with the other guys, and he's on the ground now. This thing is slowly, I mean, inching its way towards the hole over a course of a few hours. They're just standing there watching this thing, right? Um, and at this point, this is the point where, where uh, Mel actually says in the story that his hands, he smelt his hands, he's like, it's a weird medicine, he smells, it's not like what you'd think it would be. 
like a, a fetus and a, and a tumor yeah. inside of a dead sheep. You're expecting a certain smell, sir. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I would be. And he's like, eh, that's weird. It smells like medicine, whatever. Uh, so he wipes his hands, whatever. Uh, this, this seal thing, again, gets closer to the hole, stares them all in the eye. Again, regarding them, looking at them one at a time, one at a time, staring at them for a few minutes, moving on to the other one, looking at them right in the eyes. And then they're, not, they're, of course, staring at it as well, right? Yeah. Almost having a discourse with this thing. Like, maybe it doesn't know what we are. We don't know what it is. It's regarding us. It's trying to figure out what we are as far as like, we are. This is, this is the thing yeah. where I'm like in Mel's story here. Is he trying to insinuate that he's having like a telepathic connection with it? That's or is it just sort how of like, it feels. Or is it just sort of like you're looking at it and everything that's like needs that needs to be said is just said without words. You know what I mean? He's saying it from both points of view. He's saying it, it quite literally when he went to move it off of the table. That could literally be like, oh, it looks like it wants to get off the table. I'm going to make the first move. Or it could literally be this thing is looking him in the eyes and he, as a human being, look at a baby. A baby looks like, at you, you're like, what? you kind of know what the baby wants. It's well, not it's like communicating when you, with you It's like words. when you look at a dude and you know sort of what he's thinking. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. Or is it? Or is he actually just like, it's directly projecting its emotions unto him. Yeah. Is that because I don't, you know, he, he's not communicating with it. Oh, he just not. feels like he, there's a connection. Like they understand each other. Okay. Let's yeah. say, yeah. like he's looking at it, it's looking at him, and they're kind of, you know, they're seeing. They, I see you, Avatar style. Okay. Um, and this thing eventually gets to the edge of the hole. They move. They move kind of closer to it because they realize this really. If it was a threat, it probably would have done something at this point. And it, uh, the way he says it, it appears to nod at him. Like, you know, like an acknowledgement, not maybe necessarily like a yes, mm-hmm. but like a, you know, like acknowledgement to him, like looking him right in the eyes and then flops to the side of the hole. And Mel says he gave the extra push and sent it back in the hole. And there you have it. Um, now here, here the story gets interesting. And this is another part where there's, see now, now it gets, in, it wasn't no, interesting before. <laughs> no, here's, here's where something, uh, there's, there's proof to this. Cause as of right now, they didn't take pictures of the thing. Can't prove it. This thing doesn't exist as far as everybody's concerned unless you like just take his word for it kind of thing where he has proof in at least the after effects of this is he said before this had happened he was actually diagnosed with esophageal cancer not to be confused with carsophageal cancer um (laughs) but he literally had a tumor in his in his esophagus he was he was sick he was dying kind of thing he's an older guy already Mm -hmm. um not angus trimble but whatever (laughs) uh he says he goes to check in with his his doctor after this, cause he's been feeling better. Like he's legitimately after the encounter with the seal creature yeah. has been feeling good, like better than he has in a long time. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, goes to his doctor and sure enough, confirms his suspicions. His tumor is gone and this can be proved. You can look at medical records for Mel waters. What you can't find now is Mel waters. The guy does not exist. All the guys mentioned in his story by name don't exist. Um, did they ever, they obviously did, unless the guy went as a fake name when he obviously signed yeah, into... Is Mel medical. Waters like a real person? Exactly. Or is it he covering up his own name? Or yeah. is literally he been, he's been erased? Because literally, like, there's no phone directory for him. Uh, no, no, ad- that he's ever lived at that address. Most of the people who he's mentioned in his story cannot be found for comment and stuff like that. But there's clearly some pull to this story. This guy's not... I mean, if it's, it's the most elaborate form of conspiracy ever, if this guy actually thought this up. Because there's so many... There's no plot holes, pun intended, in his story. Whether you believe it or not, it's consistent. Yeah. He has never slipped up when telling his story. And I think there's... The biggest draw doesn't come from him. Yeah. It comes from what he experienced. 
Why is he so special? Kind of and thing. I don't mean no, I don't mean that. I don't mean like it doesn't come from him or the story itself. It comes from who else tells a similar story. Yeah. That's what I find is the big draw to this and its possible credibility. Well, come on, have you heard anything along these lines? Mel's hole is unique. You got a bombless well, to say pit. The least. You got a bombless pit to nowhere that changes the properties of the things lowered into it. Yeah. That is an SCP. I don't know what it is. Yeah, exactly. But the most elaborate and with with evidence. Like you can go find you like he get, goes on the radio station again later, the last time he appeared, um, and he's talking about how he was going to go back and go with the Native Americans and kind of find things. And he says, after seeing the seal thing, he goes back and kind of recounts his story to this elder who's been been around since the 30s. And this guy is, he's not along to the story, but is not at all shocked by what he's hearing kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what you saw kind of thing. Like, I've seen it too. What are we going to do about it kind of thing? He's not along the story. And Mel at this point is like, you know... I, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna reveal the location of this or anything like that. And right there, you're like, oh, well, obviously you're not, because it doesn't exist, you asshole. But yeah. uh, like, I'm not gonna reveal the location because uh, protect these people. I don't want people going traipsing up here because clearly there's crazies who are just gonna be throwing themselves into this hole, right? And emerging, who knows how? Um, and Mel has stated many times that he wants to be thrown into. He originally wanted to be thrown into the hole in his property. Now he wants to be thrown into the Nevada hole because clearly that one's cooler. Um, <laughs> but he's talking to this this guy, and the guy's like, he hears this whole story out, and he goes. He's just kind of nodding along to like acknowledging it, and then he goes, "Take this and just and put it away. Put it away. Take this and put it away." And he goes, "Okay." And he opens his hand, gets whatever it was that the guy handed to him, puts it away. Uh, and later at the party, is is asked after the the elder guy goes to sleep, "Hey, what what the hell did he give you?" Kind of thing. And he, sure enough, reaches into his pocket, pulls it out, and it's a 1943 dime, um, which is like the ooh end of the story. Um, at this point, the radio guy's like, "Hey, can you send me?" Uh, send me a cop a picture a something of the a photocopy a something a replication of this dime you have it right now he's like yes i have this dime and uh according to the elder who he asked again that elder had found that dime the same way mel had found his dimes on his own property oh, chinese new year bag yeah oh a chinese new year bag full of dimes that shouldn't exist weird so i ask you trevin now that the story's out there what is this <laughs> Are you familiar with Hollow Earth at all? I mean, what is it? No, I don't watch movies. You know I don't watch movies. It's not a movie. It's a theory. It's a conspiracy theory. Oh. Conspiracy theory of Hollow Earth is that <laughs> well, the Earth's well, crust only goes so far down, and then quite literally there is a recess, a giant network of caves, and another world inside the Earth. Like another with continents, water, its own light source. So there's like the Earth yeah. is a big shell and inside so you have many meters mini above Earth. another Earth. Yes. That's kind of silly, don't you? Think? So you have ocean, you have Earth's crust, you have land, you have Earth's crust, then you have hollow. Hollow! Well, and then you have you have another world, and this is where a lot of people theorize that the reptilian race Well, lived. how would the outer Earth be formed, then, it's, in that case? In, and then this story goes on to, the, the hollow Earth theory goes on to say that the Earth in and of itself, remember uh, the end of Men in Black, where like, the whole universe pulls out and it's a marble? Yes. This goes on to be that the Earth itself is housing its own universe. Now, this is where you, it gives some strength to the story, because we don't understand this. You can't, you can't, the human mind can't fathom this now. So you have the Earth's mantle, you have the Earth as we know it. Okay, yeah. Underneath the crust, you have a sub-Earth. Yeah. Where, I guess, the higher higher powers that be live, uh, oh, whatever. Apparently. In the middle of that, you have a star. And around that star, you have another entire universe that's a micro-universe. 
Micro- oh, it's small? Nano. Like, small, smaller than we can fathom. Oh. But in the center of the Earth. And therefore, the Earth itself, the Earth we're standing on, is being held together by that universe. Oh. And then, in turn, our planet is being held together by our star, which is held together by the Milky Way galaxy, which is held together by another huge star, which then form might be inside another hollow planet. So, theoretically, the edges of our universe touch a crust of another gigantic planet, exactly. which is inside another gigantic exactly. planet. Okay, so it's like tur- the- so it's turtles all the way down. Yeah, but what's what what this of course says is, uh, okay. So what you're saying is, I mean, there's no way to prove this obviously oh, until yeah. we just go to the center of the Earth. A journey to the center uh, of the Earth, and this actually this actually comes into we're going to bring Hitler into the story here. Why? Because Hitler apparently, uh, the, Hitler. according to Hollow Earth, a lot of the theories is that if there is a Hollow Earth, the way in and out of the middle of the Earth is the exact North Pole and the exact South Pole. Okay. And therefore, during World War II, Hitler actually apparently had a secret military base in Antarctica that was known as Invisible, being because it actually was inside the mantle of the Earth in the hidden Earth, the hollowed-out Earth. And uh, well, if th- and this is a conspiracy whoa, theory because <laughs> whoa, if the man. outer Earth, the inner, the innermost layer of the outer Earth, this crust around it, yeah, is so high above the inner Earth, yeah. What about the distance? Unless this shell, this outer Earth, has its own gravitational field, and Hitler actually just put his base on the inside <laughs> of the shell, or he would have just dropped all the way down to that smaller Earth and died. Exactly. That's what we're arguing here. We're not arguing how this works. We're arguing the potential that, hey, this could exist. No, it can't. Because who's to say, if, if th- these are the two ways in and out of the world kind of thing, who's to say that at that point there isn't a series of... Not a staircase, but in the literal sense, a, not in the literal sense of staircase, but a, a, a metaphysical staircase, like something that you can get from the center of the earth, like a bridge, the rainbow road, to get from the middle earth to the outer earth. Like a teleporter? Even, sure. Or now, like here's, a... here's my, my theory of the Mel's whole thing, because Mel, Mel brings this up in the last thing, he's like, if anybody can help me explain this, he's like, I've heard of hollow earth theory, tell me what this is, right? And like, I'm thinking like, okay, so you have this idea... If we have this idea where it's it's holes that lead from our Earth to potentially the, the center of the Earth. Let's call it the center of the Earth. It's okay. more easy to understand. Can we call it the center so Earth? So if, if Mel's <laughs> hole and Nev- the Nevada hole both are indeed bottomless and end with you just being boop, popped out into the center of the Earth, that gives some credibility to the conspiracy and kind of lumps it in with that, its own conspiracy theory. It has, yes. it has legs in the hollow Earth conspiracy, which just, by the way, hasn't been... Readily recognized since the beginning of the 19th century. Yeah. Um, people are like, you're stupid. And people are like, yeah, that was pretty dumb. Uh, remember Thor and Odin and shit? How stupid was that? Yeah, we're retarded. Let's all go follow Jesus. Uh, so, anyways, that that's one theory. But I'm thinking slam like... Slam on a Christianity out of Here's nowhere. the thing. We look at a universe from one point of view. We see poles. We see north-south. Yeah. And we see up-down. We see North America is located above Mexico. Who is to say... Which, how the universe is orientated. Well, that's why you see all kinds of maps that don't follow the traditional map layout. But you never see... You see ones that put, like, North America on the right side. That's fine. Europe on the left. But you never see it flipped. So Antarctica is the north. Yeah, you do. You see ones that have, like, Canada up here and Mexico up here. I've never seen a map like that. They're very rare, and they're not very normal, but you will see them. They make okay. them. Well, those maps, who's to say that isn't the orientation of the universe? Who's to say that we, we look at Earth upside down or sideways? Well... The Earth's spherical. It has infinite sides. Yeah. There is no right orientation. That's what I'm saying. 
But we we designate north and south based on pull, like the, the based med- on med- magnetic layout. pull. Yeah. yeah, not by standard magnetic pull because that's how they, we're going around the sun and we spin mm-hmm. on our axis, which are those two points. Yeah, right. I don't claim to be a scientist or go into further of this, but I'm saying like, what if there's additional holes to the center of the Earth? What if someone made these holes so they could travel back and forth? Whatever, whatever. But clearly, look at it from this point of view, from a sci-fi angle, you got a hole that goes to a whole other dimension, essentially. It's a whole other universe that we don't know living beneath us, where this be much intelligent seal could have come from. Who knows? Who knows? How could it not be smaller? It's inside our Earth. Yeah, I'll show you a picture later. It's pretty cool. It's like an art. It's like an actual painting of it. And it shows like side. the outside of the Earth, and it shows the inside with its own continents and stuff like that. Oh, and no. they're all named and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. And then in the center, you have the universe. Named? Oh, come on. Named like just crazy names, like like named after gods and stuff like that. Oh. Like the way it's really name, bothering you, isn't like it? The, name <laughs> we, the way we name moons. Yeah. Well, because it has no basis of credibility at all. It's a conspiracy theory, but I'm saying Mel's like grabbing at straws. He's like, if this exists, please someone tell me what this is. And then you look at Hollow Earth and you're like, you know what? For the first time ever, you're like, that has legs. Well, you get that. And I'll bring up that the only like pseudo-credibility I see to all this is the fact that there's two people you'd never even think of connecting and two people who weren't connected at all. Yeah. And that's Mel Waters, quote-unquote. And Charles Manson. Yeah. And Charles Who's Manson. Charles Manson, Trevin? Charlie Manson, the murderer, the... Psychopath. The psychopath. Well, his whole family are crazy. The one who could claim that, or has been shown that... Yeah. I don't know if it was documented. And you, he... Do you feel blame? Yeah. Wolf's Kebab Bob Brennan? In his crazy uh, ramblings, go, 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 go. he started mentioning, like, bottomless pits located yeah. in the same place Mel found that one in a... Can't even remember where he said Nevada it was. or Nevada. Washington. Yeah, Nevada. Yeah, and you know, de- yeah, he says Death Valley. Yeah, he says there is. He's like, there's a bottomless pit in Death Valley, and people are like, uh, you're crazy. And then you hear Mel's story, and you're like, there is a bottomless pit in Nevada, as far as this story is concerned. And I don't know if this Mel quote unquote picked it up from Charlie Manson. Well, considering the timeline, no. yeah, no. Yeah. Manson was long gone before Mel even came forward. Wait, what? Oh. Wasn't Manson already like? Well, if that's the timeline in that case, then it's very well that this Mel Waters. As he based calls his himself, shit on based his shit on Charlie Manson's ramblings. It's it's very much possible. Well, you're saying one inspired the other kind of thing. That's what. Let's I'm get thinking. the timeline down because look at it the other way. If Mel said this, and then Charlie said it, Charlie could just be have heard it and been like, "Bottomless pit in Death Valley." And Charlie Manson would have believed that, and yeah. he seems like the kind of guy who would because it is common that. knowledge now. Like that's the thing. Like yeah. me and you could be like, let's call coast to coast and be like, "I'm Gordon Freeman." Uh, which <laughs> which happened? Uh, someone actually called in a hoax to the the coast to coast thing, pretend, posing as Gordon Freeman from uh, all intents and purposes the Half Life series of video games. Um, the thing about Gordon Freeman is right then, I mean, there's inconsistencies because Gordon doesn't talk, some protagonist, um, but tells a story and t- talks about going into the hole and d- uh, basically describes the plot to Fallout Three. I gotta go kick out of that. Um, uh, you mean? Uh... No, Fallout 3. Fallout 3? Gordon Freeman. Oh. Describing the plot to Fallout 3. Yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, that smells whole. I hope you uh, you found that interesting. That's one of my favorite kind of cryptid urban legend things. It's pretty wacky. Take, things, a, yeah. take a look at it. It's, listen to the guy tell it himself. Man, he gets in there. Listen to it when you're bored and stuff like that. But that's that's the first two chapters of Crypto uh, Zoologist with Lee and Trevin. Yeah. Uh, we're going to definitely get back to this when uh, Trevin's more well-rested. Yeah, Luckily, Jesus. this episode was was least centric. Normally, I'm never tired, but like, man, after reading week, yeah. I got my sleep cycle all out of whack, and now I have to start waking up early. 
Jeez. It's, it's tricky to get back into it. Squinting at me. <laughs> Regarding me like a like a seal with human eyes. Stared you with bloodshot eyes. <laughs> but uh, this is a better time than any. We will have a video game central related podcast coming up on the site. Blow that cigar smoke the other way. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, it will be video. Whether or not we're we're showing our ugly mugs on there or um, you get you get actually just footage Puppets? from games. Puppets. <laughs> yeah. Just marionettes and shit. You make crappy old cartoons. Yeah. Flash animations and well, shit. Who's going to be You know Tycho and Gabe have like a uh, cartoon series now? I... No, vaguely. I know they have a TV show about them live. I think I've never bothered to actually watch it because I can't get couldn't get the video to work on my. <laughs> your uh, your video card can't hold uh, can't carry that much bald and pid like pid like too much pig too much bald well, <laughs> can't can't deal. No. That's something that you need to reserve for the video game podcast because those yeah. people will understand. Who's gonna be on that podcast? Probably me, you, and Matt. Who the fuck's Matt? Matt Zernicky. Matt Zernicky, you're gonna be on this podcast. Hey, Matt, whoever you are, I look forward to this. <laughs> uh, anyways, that is the end of this episode. I'm Lee. I'm really sorry if I've actually met you in the past, Matt. And I'm Trevin. And this is Mel's Hole. Also the internet. <laughs> and so there you have it, the lost episode of This is the Internet. It's kind of neat to listen to uh, the end there. We're talking about the video game podcast that uh, that essentially amalgamated into uh, the video game PipeDream.com, which if you haven't been there, go check it out. That's my other website with, uh, with Mike Haynes of uh, Panels of Awesome and Voidcast fame. So... Uh, yeah, there it is. Hopefully we'll be getting back on track with This Is The Internet in the next, uh, I'm actually expecting to film one later today, or rather tape it. Uh, regardless, nonetheless, I hope you enjoyed Mel's Hole, and, uh, we'll talk to you in the future.